Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Paul. On this episode, we have been to the cinema to watch Blumhouse's latest instalment, Ma. We also will, our movie from the vault will be Fright Night. And our something to scream about will be our favourite icons battling it out. To the death. How you been? Yeah, I'm good, dude. What's been going on, man? Not much. And uh, may I just add, uh, we have been going a year. Oh, congratulations. Hey. Wow. We are the best. Celebrating a year of doing this bad boy. And if you must, you must have noticed by now, I have lost my voice. Yeah. This is like the third time this week. I've got laryngitis, which is fun. Oh, everyone give a, oh, this doesn't, doesn't really help you, mate. When we're battling out later, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to ruin you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. See what I brought to the table. But yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks. I've watched couple of things mm. obviously we knew that black mirror was coming out yeah and no spoilers cause no i haven't watched any yet. i've only watched one episode so far and um, the one with anthony mackie so cool. it's in very very technology based as we said like last time so quite interesting i love it i have however and i hope you have mm. watched it because i told you to Perf- the perfection on netflix I'm sad to say that I haven't. Ooh, okay, well, sorry, that's all right. But I've watched it and it's been getting rave reviews. Oh, really? I definitely um, will watch it. Though, yeah, but... it's definitely worth a shout. It's very, um, very an interesting watch. It's got some proper good levels of gore in it. A real level of originality as well. Mm, okay. They maybe missed a trick with a poster because some of the imagery in it is just it's quite unique. Mm. Think like Siamese twins. Okay. It's just a bit with a with a cello and the sort of way the imagery is it's it's just it's like perfect poster fodder and they didn't use that for the actual like promotion but maybe because it was a bit of a spoiler i don't know but it just it's got a great great and the, the main two um actresses in it are fantastic okay so yeah definitely worth going and shout going I, that. I will definitely watch it uh, before the next episode what you been watching anything um I watched, uh, I, I, we spoke about it last time, the uh, Room of the World. Yeah. I thought I thought that was great, a little, great little movie, just like, reminded me of like, you know, old Spielberg movies, uh, the kids were cool in it, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was right. fun, it was, was fresh, fun. and yeah. it was right, it was like, the writer-director sort of knew um, exactly what he wanted to do, mm. he wanted to kind of pick up from like, the Explorers... Yeah. Like um, those sorts of movies, The Goonies, well, Monster Squad and stuff like oh, that. I love that movie. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it reminded me of like being a kid. It was mm. a good kid sort of coming of age sort of movie. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, have you got any news this week, mate? I, I got a bit of news. Um, so we, get, we carry on. So this is the third episode in a row where we're talking Charles play. Mm. So there's been some more posters. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like so. What Charles plays out June twenty first, so um, we'll be doing that and we'll be reviewing that. I think in like two podcast time, mm. and I'm buzzing for it now because the trailer's been everywhere and these posters are great. They're like proper having a go at Toy Story four. Yeah. So in the latest installment, I think there's been two. Yeah. One of them, he shoots um, Buzz. Buzz. Yeah. And then there's another one where he takes out a robot. Oh, okay. That I've seen. So he's, I think there's four posters now. Well, it's quite a few. It's just great promotional 
gag. I love yeah, it. It's, it's fantastic. And we were lucky enough at the cinema as well when we went to see um, Ma this week. It just seems that, like, we're in the season... For whatever reason, we're in the season of horror movies. Oh, mate, it's busy. Our agenda is busy. Yeah, we've got... It's coming always. Netflix, on on the theatre, at the cinema. It's crazy. You can say theatre. That's yeah, old school, mate. I like that. There is some theatre, actually. Yeah? There's that Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead yeah. in London, yeah. That's cool. Mm. But we got, like, Brightburn coming up. we yeah. got um um. Uh, what's her name? Ariasta? Is that her name? Ariasta. The lady, the person who did Hereditary last year. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know. Yes. Yeah. Um, Summer, summertime? Midsummer? Midsummer. Looks, looks weird, looks very culty, very mm. Wicker Man sort of thing. Very arty. Very arts. Very arts. Very we, films. we know what we thought about Hereditary. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see what happens with this one. Had, for all the faults I thought mm. Hereditary have, it's it is very good imagery. Oh yeah, we, we so, talked about that, didn't we? Remember? So see if there's lessons learned. But we've got Brightburn, and um, we've got Child's Play, we've got It Chapter Two coming up. It's oh just my god! A lot of horror and it's like, just, and that's not even in Halloween season yet. <laughs> this is crazy. Ooh, that is a beautiful segment, Matthew. So now I'm going to go on to my first bit of news. Go for it. And um, there's a little little picture I've got in front of me with um, Jamie Lee Curtis. And Jason Blum. Oh, yeah, I've heard they're in talks. Yes. Oh, they've they, had a little chat. They look like they've had a chat. So mm. could Blumhouse be in bed with another Halloween movie starring Jamie Lee Curtis? Why the fuck not? Just why keep not? blasting them out. Yeah, Let them be, be 25 then. <laughs> I like that. Churn them out. Churn them. Churn Make them. those money. Make that money. <laughs> um, and then... Another bit of like, um, this I thought this was really interesting. Yeah, this is like a concept idea for a, the horror movie that's coming out, okay. um, and it's not got a name, but Blumhouse are basically turning the iconic magic eight ball toy into a feature film. Oh, really? So, oh I mean, gosh. that's pretty much all I've got, but you can imagine like shake it instead of saying not now or some shit like that it would be like death is coming or some maybe a bit final destination yeah or something that's like what that. i was just gonna mm. say yeah maybe it's like um Tao's kind of foresees the future or something but that looks quite interesting so i'm quite looking forward to that so that's pretty much it mate apart from like my little child's play posters and uh you know halloween 2 and the eight ball that's all i got the eight ball the eight ball evil eight ball what's yeah. going on with you um, wow, well, I've got a couple of little bits. Um, we are going to be treated to a Free From How trailer on Monday. Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> so apparently it's going to drop drop on this Monday, which will be, I don't know what date it will be, like 11th or something like that. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that, like... To see what the hell's going on. Finally, yeah, I we know. get to see what's going on. I mean, I've heard rumours. Well, yeah, we've seen a couple of little teasers on, on kind of the Twitter and all the, that. The, uh, you know that you know Captain Spaulding's been hiding out in New York. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to this. That's, that's, I'm buzzing for the trailer. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited for that. Um, and I saw the other little bit of news about um, Escape Room Two. It's been greenlit. What? Um, that great movie that we reviewed a couple of months ago. I liked it. I quite liked it. Yeah, yeah. I thought good. it was quite good. But apparently, um, 
it's it's basically going to come out it was going to come out like in, a, in quite a long time away i believe it was slated for 2021 or something like that but it's been brought forward for august 2020 um so it basically will be out sooner uh and it's pretty crazy because the first one only cost nine million to make and it brought brought in about 118 million worldwide bloody hell yeah so and that's why it's getting a sequel and we said like i remember saying that it was like okay stylistically it had some good actors in there like obviously deborah and, and wall hmm. um I'm, was she alive at the end of it i can't remember don't know spoilers spoilers <laughs> i don't think she was but like um we said the feet the franchisability mm, like yeah, on the definitely. likes of like saw and stuff like that yeah it's got definitely like sequels and oh, sequels and stuff. Definitely. definitely yeah definitely um also uh on twitter this week they obviously posted that the conjuring free has started shooting no way which is awesome and it was a kind of really cool picture of the the warrens um kind of getting ready to uh film well we're going to see the warrens in annabelle comes home later on yeah uh, later on that's enough i forgot to mention that one that's out in a couple of months Mm. so but i found out a little bit more about conjuring free apparently conjuring free is going to be about a guy that's on a murder trial um that that basically he claims that he was possessed by a demon which is quite an interesting storyline okay um and that's slated for september 2020 no, oh, that's going to be something to look forward to next year. Yeah. Now, the Conjuring's obviously good. These offshoots have not generally been as good. But that's because they haven't had the Warrens in. Hmm. Why isn't Annabelle Comes Home just Conjuring Free? Because hmm. it's got the Warrens in. I don't really understand. Yeah, but I we, we don't know how much they're going to be in it. Okay. Like, I suppose, I think they're, they're not going to be fully in it. Okay. As far as I think. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. Oh, watch yeah, obviously, space. we'll have to go and watch it and find out. Hmm. Interesting. So, this is funny as how I saw this online, and um, there was a little girl that's three years old, and it was her birthday, and she she wanted it's quite a little segue here. She wanted her birthday to have uh, the nun theme, as in Valak the nun. She's three years old, and there's a picture online, and it is hilarious. And she her mum made her up like a little nun, like Valak the demon. She had a little Valak cake and everything. It's insane. <laughs> I mean, how does she even know yeah, no. about Valak the demon at three years exactly. old? Exactly. That's pretty insane. Good parenting there. But it's <laughs> fun. I just thought I'd talk about it because it looks so funny. I'll post it up on our Twitter. So people, if you want to have a look, it's hilarious. Start your children young mm. with horror. That is my advice. That's it. That's it. Um, Bad parenting by me. Yeah, and that's what I got at the moment. I mean, there's quite a few bits, but... Yeah, I'm I'm all good for the news right now. All right, just sweet. waiting for that Monday trailer to drop. That's that is uh, bloody exciting. Right, in that case, let's move on to our main review. This week's movie is brought to us by Blumhouse and it's starring the likes of Octavia Spencer, Juliette Lewis and it's got a brilliant little cameo from Alison Janney. 
The movie is about a lonely woman who befriends a group of teenagers and decides to let them basically party her house. Just when the kids think they could, they couldn't get any more lucky, things start happening that make them question the intention of their host, who they nickname Ma. I mean, Ma. right. Let's fucking dive into this movie. Mm. The latest offering from Blumhouse. Fucking great cast. Spoiler alert. Total spoiler. Spoiling this film. But yeah, let's get into let's get into the cast to start with. Yeah. Okay, so we got the wonderful Octavia Spencer, who was amazing in Hidden Figures. Mm. Like we, have to, I absolutely love that movie. We get to see Juliette Lewis back in uh, fucking hot, getting her horror pants on. I mean, we like obviously like nineties. We're talking like Cape Fear, um, from Dust Till Dawn, sure. California, those sorts of movies. She was fucking great. And then I, I mean, Natural Born Killers is one of my favorite movies. She has got some acting chops, and she doesn't just dive in. She looks for like these what roles that really sort of like you know stand out. I don't understand how they got this great cast. You've got a, a weird cameo. Mm. From Alison Janney, hmm. which is really random, because she's fucking great. She starred recently, obviously, in that Margot Robbie movie. Yeah. Well, again, I can't remember what that was called. It's about the skater, about the, you know, killing them with a skate or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. It's basically a horror, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they had, like, Luke Evans. I, Tonya. Yeah, yeah, I, Tonya, thanks. Um, Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Luke Evans, from, um, who played, he was Dracula. Bar- we played Dracula, obviously. That's the, mm. the horror the horror link. But he was, he was barred in um, The Hobbit. That's correct, yeah. There you go. Look at my little... Just right doing, your, doing your research. Um, and we had... I can't remember her name. Brilliant. But <laughs> she played Mercedes. And she's been in loads of shit and all. But I can't remember, I, that's, that's what I got. M- Missy Pyle, yeah. Missy Pyle. She, she kind of gets typecast in every movie as the kind of like... Stepford wife, yeah. sometimes a bitch, kind of like. Brilliant. Oh yeah, she's, she's brilliant. She's a great actress. Yeah. And then the kids, the kids are sort of like a bit unknowns. Yeah, I think a lot of them have done TV and stuff, but Who's... nobody's really well well known. I don't think Maggie, mm. um, played by Diana Silvers, <laughs> was in something that I've seen. Glass. She was a cheerleader she was, in Glass. She was yeah. one of the cheerleaders in Glass. I wonder why you remembered that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fucking great cast, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is a really good cast. I think that's down to the director, Tay Taylor. Um, so what's his, what's his little chops? What? Basically, he directed Help, which obviously Octavia Spencer's in, um, which is obviously award-winning. And uh, he did uh, Winter's Bone before that, no uh, which was award-winning as well. So um, he's got some, you know, he's got some kind of backing from that, I suppose. Uh, like he can probably get some good characters. Um, Go Jason Blum. Yeah, and, and then obviously backing him. You know, I think now when people see a Blumhouse script come through their door. I think actors are chomping at the bit because of you know they know how important some of these movies are now, and people are not just ignoring it, which is great. It is fucking yeah. great for Hollywood. I mean, yeah. we've got the likes of like Jordan Peele absolutely smashing them it's out, bringing it back old school because it's like back in the day, obviously horror films were kind of certain horror movies, especially were 
uh, deemed as masterpieces and classics and stuff like that and now I think people are looking for more of a broader storyline and, and kind of meteor roles and more like acting roles you see what I mean yeah we want that move we, we want that movie I mean I don't know what's good I mean we, we talk about our favorites from the 80s and stuff like that and you got like the likes of Shining um and like exorcist. exorcist movies that like rosemary's baby which are, they are timeless yeah you know we i'm gonna be we're gonna be watching these movies to, like, people are gonna be watching them studying them we you've got the like of us that mm. came out this year oh god yeah. you see us like like testing the, the you know standing the test of oh, time I'm, I'm, being I'm, for me that's up there in like 30 years definitely definitely so this one where does that fit this where does this fit in the pantheon wow. of horror i don't know where should we start um, let's not get too much. I said the the great cast. This obviously we're going to be doing spoilers. The movie itself is basically an I would say like an original twist mm. on a long told story. Yeah. So yeah. when you look at the likes of like say Prom Night, I know what he did last summer. Carrie, where you've got the, and there's like My Bloody Valentine. There's mm. loads of them where they've the person's the main person has been bullied and they're out for revenge. This is essentially yeah. a revenge movie, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think it is, but it's also obviously like, I think it looks at a bit like of, of like mental health as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's like, you know, this whole kind of thing that obviously what we t- touched on that, um, Octavia Spencer's character is obviously bullied at school uh, and it stayed with her a long time and stuck with her. But then there's also this running storyline with her kind of daughter in it as well. Spoilers, obviously. Um, about, like you said, touching on a lot like Carrie, you know, uh, where the, the person is kind of keeping someone kind of away from things. And she's the overprotect- overprotective mother. Yeah, stuff like, like Sissy SpaceX, like yeah. mum and stuff like that, like keeps her down. And there's yeah. like a real level of sort of like you are just degraded and she's like bullied and taunted by the, the mm. school bullies. And it, it seems to me you don't, and with this one, you don't learn about, you sort of learn about her Gradually, story yeah. throughout. Mm. And so it's like builds the reasons sort of why. Mm. And, and she's a, a really great character. Mm. Like Ma as itself, like she is fantastic. Like, and you, you sort of like, you do feel for her. You sort mm. of like, you can feel that she's lonely do you think if this wasn't Octavia Spencer that somebody could pull this off as good as, as she did? Because I, I personally think that role is so fucking good and that she plays it so good because it's Octavia Spencer. She pushes the boundaries and she's playing a completely different character than she normally plays. And I think that because of that, that it makes it ten times better for me because she is superb. Yeah, absolutely superb. This this role is absolutely made for her. Yeah, I completely agree. I couldn't see anyone else being like playing that sort of like unhinged. Mm. She she's like, un, but at the same time, she's like this bubbly sort of person. She just mm. wants to grab hold of people around yeah. her. She, she wants, wants to care for them. She wants to look, you know, sort of just envelop them. Mm. And you don't really see that she have a has a a motive to maim and to kill. Um, yeah, yeah. at the start she doesn't mm. definitely she sort of it, it, it becomes it this, manifests it definitely the manifests yeah. on because obviously the memories flood back there's one bit I really liked actually I want to talk about 
and is is I like to call um, the Goodfellas bit, right? Where they're in her basement and she basically kind of switches and she gets this gun out and she's like she points at one of the kids and basically says strip and then they think she's serious that she's she's actually you know kind of got a screw loose and going to kill someone or something and then she just goes like psych you know and just psychs them out big time and they were like oh my god she was joking yeah but but about that the dude the little kid strips they're only 15 16. 15, 16. She's basically a paedophile yeah. at that point. Oh. So she, she was like a very dark... Back on that game. Yeah, I'm back on the paedophile hunt. So are you saying that Will Poulter could have played Ma? <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> pa, maybe. Yeah. That's, maybe that's a sequel. But yeah, I, I, lo- I love that. Um, that little kind of like yeah. serious kind of like, is she, isn't she bit? And you get that feeling then, that because she's basically like... It's this age-old story, like, we're all kids and stuff like that. We're all trying to buy alcohol when we're teenagers. Mm. Who the fuck do you get to buy you alcohol? I mean, I was lucky enough to have a mate who had way too much mm. um, like, yeah. hair, <laughs> hair, for a better word, so could, like, have a fake ID was, at the age of 14. White Lightning? It was White Lightning. Or Mad Dog 2020. White, no, I was a White Lightning over Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> what were you? Probably a bit of both. A bit of both? <laughs> yeah. Or, or Hooch. Hooch, oh yeah. Maybe. Hooch. Yeah. Or Mets. Do you remember Mets? Oh, oh. strip your throat. Yeah. yeah. Nasty. Nothing hard. I never Straw had... Strawpedos. Oh, fucking hell. Uh-huh. So where we all did it, and like, yeah. this obviously they're trying to like, get someone to buy them alcohol. Yeah. And they eventually persuade Ma to do it. That bit, I, when they're trying to get the alcohol, I love it when people's reaction to them, when they're like, fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. They don't want nothing. Get out of my way. And like, a great, no one will do it. No, no, they ain't got a chance. And then, like, like even even this, she comes along with a three-legged dog, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. What was the three-legged dog about? <laughs> I get, I get the feeling that some bits. You remember that? Do you remember the scene in uh, Cabin Fever hmm. when they go to like that weird um, shop yeah. and then that weird quid it just suddenly does this weird karate sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking no. I just think, like, with horror, you just need to put in something random that's kind of disturbing for no reason. And I think the three-legged dog was it. And it was just weird. It, was for no re- it didn't need to be a three-legged dog. Well, I suppose it's to show that she's a veterinary nurse. Uh, yeah, she's, she's a weird veterinary walking a three-legged dog. Weird veterinary nurse. Um, but, yeah, as the story moves on, people, like, it's, it gets good. They're hanging at her house. And there's still, like, like you said, there's little bits that you see that uh, sort of something's not right mm. something's not right yeah and the kids are smart I think they love getting pissed but they are kind of smart so they do cotton on I like that about it it, it, it kind of um, it didn't paint young people in like a bad light it actually for once showed that you know some kids aren't just idiots they are quite responsible like they had one person that wouldn't drink so they could drive and stuff like that and and, and it, it didn't paint them as being dumb teenagers which I quite liked that they had their own wits and they could be their own people even at 16 years old they were kind of like could stand their own and kind of like talk for themselves kind of thing which I quite liked yeah I totally agree a bit, a bit different to being you know the standard horror film where you know you get the kind of slutty girl you get the jock you get the kind of like you know all the bases ticked where these guys were a little bit more formed. I, I mean, I know exactly. I think I know, I know exactly what you're saying. 
Um, I still am not really sure if he was drinking or driving though. You're saying that he was not drinking, but I got because yeah, he said he didn't drink. Did I he? got the feeling he was just lying. Oh, well, maybe. maybe. I just, but I'm, I wasn't sure. I'm not as sure as you. I think he was drinking. Oh, okay. So I still think he was a little douchey teenager. Snogging, you know. I don't. I don't think he did because they reference that he doesn't really drink, and then later on down the line yeah, but that's them saying it he started drinking and she said why are you drinking and he's like you know because it's his mate's birthday hmm. but anyway whatever right okay I'm not really sure I still think he's a little irresponsible douchebag but that's that's just me but I mean so you have the, obviously Xavier Spence you have the wonderful and beautiful Juliette Lewis in here who, who sort of most of the time is, sort of, is the mum of Maggie um, and she's not in it like a hell of a lot She's not, we're not talking she's I thought she might be the hero, but she's just sort of playing this I like weird hippie mum, doesn't it? it? I think it leads you, leads you down that kind of false sense of kind of oh, we're going to do this storyline. Oh, Juliet Lewis is going to be a badass, and it, it, I'm not being funny, but it made me feel old that now Juliet Lewis is obviously playing mums to sixteen year olds. I know that made me feel really old, <laughs> but she's badass in the movie. I liked her. Yeah, she's cool. E- even though when we get to the end, I was like, oh, I kind of wanted Juliet Lewis to go nuts because I just thought she she's awesome when she's nuts. We had some interesting moments with mm. that because obviously we're dealing with this movie is not set in the eighties; it's set now. Mm. So you got the the use of social media in this. Yeah, was really cool because yeah, I'm not yeah. obviously. I'm old because I'm like some of the stuff that they're doing like just, your age yeah just chucking like videos left right and centre nobody like te- Snapchat nobody texts mm. anymore it's all like I'm going to video myself video messages and all this sort of stuff yeah. and Ma becomes a little bit sort of obsessed I suppose and yeah. like needy and friend that, requesting everyone yeah and like stalking on Facebook and they have that sort of side of things so it's like a really interesting use and she somehow got all their numbers and they don't seem disturbed by that yeah, but I suppose that's what happens now is like it's all linked, isn't it? Anyway, and you go yeah. on Facebook, Adam, and it adds your number, and you know, hey ho, beware, guys, beware. <laughs> um, but Juliet, like Juliet Lewis, when I suppose when they find when she finds out mm. that there's there's an element of um, her, her kids hanging around with like Ma drinking and stuff like that, mm. she goes fucking ape shit. At the in like in like a liquor in the liquor store. Conveniently, she's in the liquor store again, probably mm. buying booze for some other kids and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but she sort of has like, they have a right old like to and fro, and you see all that little psycho side of Juliet Lewis, but yeah. almost getting out psychoed by by uh, by Mars. It's yeah. quite interesting and stuff. Like yeah. that. Fucking one of my favorite bits. Like <laughs> I think I know what you're gonna right. say. Well, she does this constantly. It's almost almost walks away from the conversation. Up, fucking goddamn, fucking you know, just yeah. like cursing and like belittling. But as she's walking away, yeah, yeah, it's fucking funny. Uh, I love the other bit where she's um, they're spying on Ma uh, when she comes out of her job at the at the veterinary clinic. And she's obviously trying to get a dog in a truck, and she's like, "Get the it's fuck a, in there! Get the goat. fuck in that truck!" I think that's a oh, goat. Yeah, it's a goat. It's a goat. Yeah. It's a goat. And, and like she's having a right go at the goat, but it's just so the comedy timing of it is perfect. Yeah, it's just like you don't. It's that thing, thing when you don't. No, you don't think anyone's watching. Mm. And you're just like having a go at a fucking goat. Yeah. Get the fuck it's just brilliant. But a little a little like bits that she like she does like as she's walking away is just ace, just yeah. the mutterings. Yeah. And you can just see that sort of oh, that brilliant unhingedness is Yeah. But it could be just some normal person just like 
you know, doing that. The other bit as well is worth speaking about is a um, interaction with Luke Evans. Yeah. Um, in because like I suppose as as it's sort of unraveling, you get to the feeling that these people like um, the Luke Evans character, the Mercedes character, and Julia Roberts' character is Erica. She went to school with them. Yeah, you know, you kind of put two and two together with through the flashbacks and stuff. And she had like a thing for like um, Luke Evans' yeah. character. I'm gonna, I keep doing Evans' uh, character. It's not even Welsh, really. So I don't know what to do. But she meets up with him for a drink, and it's like you think, oh, he's a nice guy. Mm. You know, he's 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 sort of like he's he's done wrong. We find out in a minute. We we'll talk about what what the sort of I suppose the reason for her becoming a little bit yeah yeah we'll talk about that in a minute but he meets her for a drink and you think oh she's this might might help her out she might she's like okay he's not a bad guy yeah they're gonna have a nice chat he just hasn't seen her for a while mm. everyone's grows up but he meets her and he's like he's got he's got like a security company mm. And he's been tracking their truck, tracking his kid's truck. His kid's been driving his truck. And then he, he like, lays it on the table. I know that my kid's been coming to your house. Why the fuck has my kid been coming to your house? And he, like, threatens her. Mm. And you're like, fuck, okay. So now he's, is he the bad guy? She could have easily, I was thinking about this when he did that. She could have easily got out of that so easy. She could have just turned around and go, oh, he, he came around to see my daughter. This is true. Perfect get out. But anyway, mm. but the reason obviously for this is is because they needed this to make her more unhinged. Yeah, it's another and reason. This was the spark, I think, that really kind of pissed her off. Well, it's because the pace was like interesting to me. It's like it was quite interesting with all the party bits. But then it was for me it was Sunday it was like it was dragging. Mm. It had a little moment in the middle where it's like, mm, what's gonna happen? Are you going to push this bad boy on? Because it was like a lot of talking. And he's like, mm, okay. And then boom. Because at this point, there's not really anybody has been killed. No one's died. No. There's been no gore. There's been nothing. You're kind of just watching this sort of like thing. Just The tension's building, hmm. but it kind of lose that. It lost a little bit for me. Yeah. And then what happened next? I can't remember. No, Mercedes gets fucking oh, yeah, loud. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because so, you see her like basically um, watching uh, the Mercedes character, which is obviously connected to Luke Everson's Everson Evan Luke Everson's character, and she sees her like jogging around, doesn't she? And kind of spies on her a bit. But then as she's leaving, that is it. She leaves the bar. Yeah. Like, she's driving back, and she obviously sees her running towards her. And you think, oh, this ain't going to end good. Because then, then you just get this top-down view of the car. Yeah. And the Mercedes, like the woman, running towards the car. You think, this ain't going to end good. And literally, Ma mows her down. It is a great it's shot. It's horrific, though, it's isn't it? It's a great shot. But she just, like, it's, like, so nonchalant. She's mm. like, fucking bitch. And just, like, runs yeah. the fuck over. And she, it doesn't hide anything. But she calls her a C-word. Oh, does she? Which I thought was great, yeah. Okay. I thought she was Straight after. Bit. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, that was fucking Good use epic. of the C word. Good use. Well, you can say cunt if you want it, mate. Oh, you had to go. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, what was your favorite? Was that, that was probably my favorite bit. I literally laughed out loud. When yeah, that was hilarious. hilarious. But then it's obviously the the tension starts to build, and we've obviously seen a death now. It's like, ooh, what can happen next? Mm. So, what happens next? She gets the dad round. She gets Luke Evans round because you you see it like looking at how to remove devices from cars, don't you? You see that in the background. Trackers, yeah. yeah. So she's learning how to do it on Google. Yeah. And then um, she gets him round, injects... Because inj- she keeps drugging him, doesn't she, with, like, vet- yeah. veterinary drugs. Yeah, she steals, yeah. Work. <laughs> and she gets him round and she starts... This is when she gets a bit psycho now. Yeah. It reminded me a bit of um, Misery style. Yeah. She's got, she's got him chained to the bed. And chained to the bed and then starts putting dog blood in him. Yeah, which was really weird. Yeah. She obviously wanted him to die slowly. Yeah. Like, which was weird. And yeah. then she grabs his dick, and like, which was quite like, what? And it's like, you think, oh my God, is this going to actually go there? Yeah. And you think, she's going to cut his dick off. And you see his knob. Yeah. They don't hide his knob. I don't reckon it's real. It obviously wasn't his knob. Stunt knob. Stunt knob. The stunt, there was probably a stunt knob. Sausage. <laughs> like, they're, they're probably, like... Get the wall sausage out. Yeah, it was fucking weird. We need the sausage. It was so random just to see it. Imagine see... that. Octavia Spencer's handled my junk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on Luke Evans' like CV. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. But well, she's having another party with dead Luke upstairs. Mm. Um, I should probably remember his name. Tom. This is going Tom. Ben. Ben. There you go, Ben. And then, like, they have another party downstairs, but she's obviously roofing and a lot of them. Hmm. Um, and they're all becoming drunk, and Maggie comes around as a saviour, I suppose. I think we've kind of shortchanged her a bit. I thought uh, the the main kind of girl, Maggie, who it kind of all centres around, I thought she was great. Yeah, we literally have been talking about, I suppose, Ma, but yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously Octavia Spencer steals the show, but I, I think it's Maggie, uh, I can't remember her name now. Uh, Diana Silvers. Oh, uh, yeah, Diana Silvers, yeah. She, I thought she had her own in this. I thought she was great. She was good, yeah. She was, she had, um, she was going up against some great, great actresses, and mm. she was fucking brilliant. Mm. She's the one who's sort of fiddling, sort of figuring it all out, mm. and I think Mars comes a bit obsessed with her. I suppose we learn around this time what sort of happened at school as well. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Well, yeah, throughout the film, obviously, you get flashbacks and stuff. And obviously, when she was young, she kind of got dicked around by the school bullies and kind of took a shine into Ben, which is played by Luke Evans. And, and he's like passing her notes, meet me in the closet, and, you know, we'll, we'll get it on and stuff. And then they do that. And, and obviously, it centers around them bullying her, essentially, kind of in a different way. And she obviously goes to this closet and this is the big reveal that she goes in there and she kind of performs an act on a young gentleman that she thinks is Ben. Good sound effects. And then she comes out of the closet and realises that Ben's outside the closet and it's some random little geek. There's just, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, the whole school's basically there standing around her going, uh, just laughing and obviously she's embarrassed. Yeah. And obviously, she hasn't got a revenge. She she's obviously using and all these kids are like the kids of the school, I suppose. Yeah, well, the kids of the parents. Yeah, that went to and the school she's with like her. being really yeah. psycho and like 
taping their fucking photos against little things, but it's so subtle that mm. you sort of, it's not in your face like revenge. Yeah. But you can, it just like, it, you know, it's there. Yeah. She's obviously kept face. this with her for so mm. long. Uh, you don't know if she's ever going to, she ever actually wants to kill him. Mm. But there's this, I think, right, okay. We've got to talk. So, with the climax in the basement. The final scene. The final, final scene. Um, and this is where I suppose she's. At this point, we've got Luke Evans, Ben. He's dead upstairs, mm. drained of blood. We've got some dog blood in him. You've got Mercedes who's been run over. You've got a. You see Alison Janney randomly okay. in a fucking dog cage. Because she's like, she's the boss at work that keeps having a go at her every day. Like, yeah. get off your phone. Get this dog prepped. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What's up with you? Just go home. You're useless. <laughs> so she's not only getting it off of people that she used to go to school with. She's got all this festering. She's got no friends. But she's also getting it at work from a boss that she literally kills and rams in a dog cage. Yeah. Um, so she's killed her. And um, I think then a cop turns up. Yeah. And she kills him and all shoots him. That cop was actually the director. Really? Yeah. Well, that's fucking cool. That's got a cool little cameo. I mm. read it online. Good knowledge. Um, and she's got all the kids locked up in the ba- in the basement. Yeah, it's because it's Chaz's birthday party. Chaz, good old Chaz. Maggie's not allowed to go because she's been grounded. Yeah. Because her mum found out about her. And then ma. she, but then she rocks up late, trying to save the day. Mm. And they all get drugged, and they all wake up with collars around their necks. I like this bit. It's good. Good little scene. Good little interesting bits of torture mm. not like over the top um, and it sort of shows her depth of like she's not I don't know how she hasn't really thought this through no I mean she sews one of the girl's mouths together weird and they're all roofied so they can't they're, they're all asleep as she's done literally it. out yeah she burns one of the kids with an iron yeah fucking fucks him right up um, paints the, the weird that's the weird one yeah she's like the there's obviously uh, a black uh, kid there as well. And and she paints his face white and says, there's only room for one of us around here, which is a really weird thing Fuck to it. say. It's so weird. Um, and then... I didn't quite get that. But. Yeah, and then she like, gets a little group photo. Mm. And this this fucked me up, man. I didn't understand this bit. Mm. You might have to tell me what, what actually happened. Was he playing a trick? So Ben's son's there, and mm. that's Maggie's boyfriend now. And he's like, oh, I love you. Ma, and yeah. he starts snogging her. Basically, I think he was trying to kind of like mess with her, like, you know, like reverse psychology. Is that what you call it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Where he was trying to like basically make her think that he was in love with her so he could prolong it and somehow get away. So get weirdly done. Mm. So weirdly done. But he gets a knife in the stomach and yeah. then she tries to hang Maggie. And it's all going wrong for the kids. And we haven't even really spoke about um, Mars' daughter that she keeps kind of caged upstairs. That's a bit weird. I mean, mm. like, yeah, there's, there's, there's obviously her daughter's upstairs. Um, fucking, she's got spinal issues apparently, but I don't see. I don't think she has. Yeah. They don't really touch on it. But obviously, Ma keeps giving her these pills. Yeah, keeps giving her these injections to sedate her. I think that she's keeping her in a sedated state and she's feeding her all these lies that she's not actually ill. She's just keeping her enough poison that is making her feel ill. 
that's what I think that alludes to. Yeah, she's projecting onto mm. her. You're right, there's a lot of, like, unstableness, a lot of, like, mental health and stuff like yeah. that that's going on, and you get the feel, because she's... N- Mar's not a monster. She's just a control freak. Yeah. As well. And she goes a little bit psycho at the end. Mm. And it's just really... And then, obviously, like, jo- Juliette Lewis comes in and gets all the kids out, in a way. Yeah. And then you have that little, you know, a nice little fight with Mar. Yeah. And then that's when the... Yeah, and then should we spoil the end or should we just leave? Yeah, let's leave. Let's yeah. leave the end. Uh, we're, 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 is there a Mar two? That's what I want to know. Oh, I don't know. We, we shall <laughs> see. Maybe there's a par. I don't know. But I um, I mean, like we said, the acting was outstanding. The music was incredible. Mm. Like the, the choice of like songs and and stylistically, it was absolutely stunning. I thought the use of shots and stuff. I I just really really enjoyed the the way the movie was put together. Yeah. Pacing was a bit of a problem for me yeah. in some bits. Um, and maybe some of the choices and stuff like that, there's just a few things that sort of just like brought it down for me. Okay. But what about you? I, I really enjoyed it throughout, I think. Um, I think that it's difficult nowadays to get a movie with such an original storyline and kind of like keep people interested uh without it being obviously a franchise or something else but um i really i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it as a standalone movie up there with with us <clears throat> no i'm no. us for me is just like one in a million at the moment all right dude what what how many how many breaths out of 10 you're gonna give i will give this i think i'd give it a six out of ten yeah i'm with you i fucking agree with you yeah i think i think i think six like high six because like I probably would have given it a five out of five but for Octavia Spencer's a five out of five I would have a five out of ten or a five out of five a five out of ten <laughs> alright it's been a long week <laughs> um, but uh, yeah for her skills alone what she brings to that movie it brings it up to a high six yeah it's just not as not as good as us for me but it was very, very good. I very enjoyed it, and I definitely recommend everyone yeah, to go and watch it. Definitely, it's just had a it missed a couple of beats for me, but um, for it to be epic, cool. It was, so it was, I think six, six breaths out of ten. Six breaths out of ten. All right, I suppose ne- we got to talk about our next movie. Yep. <gasps> Moving on from a year into our twenty eighth episode, I'm excited about this one. I mean, I don't, I don't. The reviews haven't been kind. Um, cause it's I've like seen the, most of it through the trailer. Yeah, and it's been out in America for a, a bit. So um, you guys in America who's listening, I've probably already seen this bad boy. But we're going to go and see Brightburn. Um, so we got a little cheeky um, unlimited showing on um, uh, Monday night. Um, and I'm quite looking to watch Badass Superman. Badass, <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, he's a, he looks like a little fucker. So, yeah, we're going to go and see the, <laughs> yeah. the horror version of Superman, basically. Which has been, which is basically about produced by the Gun family. Yeah. Fucking every gun's involved. So yeah, looking forward to that. Someone, someone's been listening to the Boo Crew. Well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> but also I've seen the trailer about sixty-five times, <laughs> <laughs> and most of the movie. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our something to scream about and our battle royale.
This week we are we are literally just gonna throw down. We're gonna do some fucking. We're gonna talk about a little bit of a Royal Rumble, basically. Matt's picked three uh, epic horror icons to battle my epic horror icons. I'm gonna see how this turns out. So that could be a bit of fun. We'll see what you guys have, uh, you breathers have come up with later. Um, but let's uh, let's hear from Matthew and, and find out his. What he's bringing to the fucking table. I mean, we just wanted a bit of fun, didn't we? Yeah, basically, I think we just come up with this idea that we just pick kind of three characters from the horror world. You'd pick three characters, and we just have a little talk about why they'd be good on our side and battle each other. <laughs> I mean, I love it. It's such a random idea. Yeah. Everyone wants to see. Everyone wants to see like um, people pitted against. I mean, we had what's that fucking plasticine show they used to have? On MTV. Oh, um, Deathmatch. Deathmatch. This is basically draw one last breaths. Deathmatch. All right. But it's, we, we've picked three each. And we've come up with, I hope you have. I've come up with a couple, I've come up with a random team name as well. Oh, have you? Have you not? My off. Oh, okay. Come on, let's see your team then. Who are you, are you bringing to the table? Are we going all in? Naming all three? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to... Afterwards, I'll show you a few of the other ones that... Unless... Right, so my, like, B-teams... Okay. ...that I've come up with. We'll do B-teams afterwards. Well, I ain't got a B-team. I've just got one team. I've got several B-teams. This took me This took me a lot of time to come up with the right the right team. So, who you got? Well, I haven't got a name for my team, unfortunately, because I forgot about that. All right, well, maybe we can come up with a team name together. Let's, who you got? <laughs> Wow, my first one, it had to be Freddy Krueger. Okay. Had to be, because now, at some point, everybody sleeps, pretty much. So, at some point, they're going to fall asleep, and he's just going to get them in their dreams. And Freddy can do what the fuck he wants. He can turn him in, turn himself into shit, pizza, like massive arms, mm-hmm. like... You know, a car you can do whatever he wants. I mean, you got to remember, you're not going. His up, universe. You're not going up against like Nancy, like the, whoever I'm going to. Mate, pick. he's been up against Jason before, oh, so okay. he's been up. He's, he he knows what he's doing, man. Uh-huh. And in his world, he's boss. Okay, carry on. So he can do a lot of shit. In his Freddy verse, <laughs> right? Okay, he's good. I mean, he's a my second. This is a bit weird, and you might veto it, but to me, it's a horror villain. Okay. It's the house from Poltergeist. The fucking house from Poltergeist? Yeah. What are uh, you going to do, bitch? I'm going mean, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna wait in my house from the Poltergeist, and you've got to attack me. Come into my house. It's literally a fucking portal to hell. That's not the premise of the movie. That's bullshit. Why? The, the evil thing in... Poltergeist. On a burial ground, mate. It's yeah, got ghosts in it. But we, it's got a, a portal to the other side. But we know that that's because of the fucking dude with the hat. What are you on about, dude with a hat? He's the one, like we know from the second Poltergeist movie. I'm not talking about the first, second Poltergeist movie. I'm talking about the house from the first Poltergeist movie. Yeah, but it's a Poltergeist. It's a house. It's a Poltergeist. It's from a movie. You can't have a house. I can. I can do you whatever I like. Fucking 
I was going to pick the overlook, mate. And then you would have been fucked. I'm going kind on you. This isn't a thing. No rules, mate. A house I mean, I can just destroy the house. How? Uh, this no, you, have to, you have to tell me. Right. In a minute. I'm my third. <laughs> and this is going to fuck you up and finish you off, whoever you picked. Oh. Is I've got a face hugger. You Stop that, bitch. Hugger. Stop that. I mean, How are you going to stop the unstoppable face hugger? You know what? Me. He's going to come up to one of your little puny persons you pick. He's mm. going to impregnate them. And then xenomorphs are going to bust out. <laughs> and then you're fucked. So I got two for one, bitch. <laughs> what you got? Right. So. What's your team name? What's your team? So, you're, <laughs> so, you're team, so you've got Freddy. A house. The poltergeist a, house. And a face hugger. Yeah. Okay. Polty Kruger. I don't know what the fuck. You're rubbish. I don't even know what. I'm just going to call it. I'm just going to call it end game to you. Okay. Sound. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring to the table team Aqualung. (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay? Team Aqualung. I've got the shark from Jaws. (laughs) Yeah. So water based. Alligator. I won't go near the water then. Alligator. Okay, I'm going to the water then. No, he can go on land. Oh, I he fucks people up in the. He goes. He goes through the drain, so you can come up through your fucking shitty toilet house and just eat your house up. Okay, but then I've got all the gremlins. That's that's probably your best one out of the three. Can't be honest. But the shark can draw. It's going to. We don't know. Yeah, where but this... I'm, I just. I won't go near the water then. That's that's not part of it. I'm I'm basically gonna push you into the water. <laughs> if you know what Freddy's like, if you got your little, little shitty, shitty Freddy, then Freddy will just wait till the shark goes sleep, shark, and then and then go in his dream. Sharks don't sleep. <laughs> they do. I think they do really quickly. I feel like I've, you understand. I've got I've got like an infinite alligators amount, definitely sleep. An infinite amount of gremlins because um, they're just gonna keep re- re- reproducing. In the and water. I've got an infinite amount of uh, like. Xenomorphs, they're going to bust out your remnants. You said you had one. Face hugger that will impregnate you, and then it'll be like the xenomorph will come out. Imagine that, a xenomorph gremlin. I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy that you've got a fucking house. How the fuck am I supposed to be You should have thought outside the box, mate. All right, hang on. Because as soon as your gremlins attack my house, they're just going to get like thrown around everywhere by poltergeists. All right, I'm chucking in. Oh, you can't change it now. A B team. I've got another team called Absent Without Charge. Okay. All right. Okay. Absent, absent without charge. And, and this is the Cenobites from Hellraiser. Okay. Candyman. Mm. And Pumpkinhead. You can't. You go for quite a. Uh, when you do your teams, they're quite similar. Well, this is the point. I want synergy uh, when yeah, I'm fighting. It's a bit too similar. You I've want got, a, bit, a bit of everything. Problem with this one, though. So you've got a little bit of a problem. Mm. Um, because, as the, as the team name suggests, absent without charge, the Cenobites can't be around unless they're, unless they're called upon with a fucking box. Ah. Right? Candyman <laughs> can't be called unless somebody's going to call... Say Candyman. The and Pumpkinhead also needs to be called. So basically, That's, you're going to be... It's going to be pretty stale. You're going to be like... Waiting around for Unless Freddy makes... He's a bit of a douchebag. He might he may make a little bit of a choice and start calling them up one yeah, by one. maybe. Taking them out one and by one. as soon one. as Candyman pops up, he, he is... He is taking out... He's a, a hook fucking, to the puss. He's going to take out a fucking hook to the puss. 
Freddie's gone. <laughs> Freddie right. can I go out to Canada? I don't know how I'm going to get rid of this house, though. I don't really understand this house. If you said, like, the Amateurville house, that's not a real thing. The poltergeist is the end. It's not like about a real entity. thing. Jaws isn't a real thing. Gremlin's not a real thing. What are you on about? I don't. I just you need don't. to have a look in the mirror, mate, and say Candyman five times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having the house. You said horror icons. That, that house is an icon of horror. You're a fucking douchebag. That's what. I'm Fine, I'll about. change it to the Overlook Hotel then. No, don't. St- I'll fuck with your mind. Step in. Come on, Gremlins. I'll mess you all up. I mean, the Overlook Hotel, I would give you. I love it, then. Because cause that is, it's a, I suppose it's the fear of isolation. Oh, my God. But it can, <laughs> But then you've got a location, so it can only be in one place. So that means we're fighting on top of the, the hilltop in the Well, snow. then your, your jaws is only in one location, yeah, well, which is a sea. But I reckon <laughs> the house will then call the Cenobites and the Candyman. It fucked the fucking little twins up. Smashed those little faces up. <laughs> this is nuts. I can't believe you actually used a thing... Should we um, go to Twitter? No, I got other ones that oh, I've got. My other like B squad, right? But this is like C squad now, mate. Yeah, we're going to C now. So Team No Direction consists of Victor Crowley. That doesn't sound like a strong name. <laughs> no Direction. So they got No Direction. They got no leader. Right, okay. So Vic, Victor Crowley. Yep. From The Hatchet. Strong, that's a good pick. Jason from Frozen 13. Okay, they're all the same. Pluto from the Hills of Eyes. Oh my god! But I just going for I'm going for synergy. But why? Because they're all just hulking beasts. Okay. I've also got team team Funny Bones. Oh god. Um, which consists of Art the Clown. Oh god, yeah. Pennywise the Clown. Pennywise the Clown <laughs> and Captain Spaulding. Oh right, okay. <laughs> and then my other. Oh my one, god! Is I mean I give this a lot. How many more you got? Team Perverse Intrusive Grasp. <laughs> Now, this is the one that I should probably have put up against you. Because I picked Entity from the film The Entity. Mm. So I've got a raping ghost. Sex ghost. A sex ghost. Evil Dead. But not like the... Henry the not the Deadites. I'm talking about... You know the bit in the movie where it sort of rushes around yeah. the forest and then it like... Yeah. The tree violation. But if you've got to have that, I'm definitely having the house. Wow. So I've got a raping ghost. I've got the... Whatever the thing is in Evil Dead. <laughs> evil. And Pazuzu. I don't think that's better, right? Which is the demon from The Exorcist. It basically forces Reagan to do that with a crucifix. So I've basically got... It's basically a perverted team. Yeah. That would would maybe, like, gross you out. Interesting. There you go. Nice. Should we go on to see what... uh... I might have another one. Oh, my God. Team Toys R Us. (laughs) Chucky? Yeah. The toys from Demonic Toys. Toys, yeah. And do- and the the little doll from dolls. Oh, okay. <laughs> Christ. Right. Can we please but... go to social media? I'll start off. All right. Because I'm sick of your bloody 1,000 million teams. Fucking house, so, from, house from fucking bullshit. Geordie Paul has been in contact through the old emails. You ready for this? As he said, the house from fucking some douchebag house as well. You want to get out of it just because I get over it because I I thought outside the box. Thought you thought about a house. All right, okay. So are you going to listen? Paying attention after Mm. I listen to your fifty teams. (laughs) So, Geordie Paul, his squad name is Toonami of the Dead. Good name. Good name. 
Number one, the thing. It will replicate your squad members, resulting in mass paranoia. Your squads will be too busy working out who the imposter is to fight back. It's a good ploy. Good pick. Number two, Pennywise. It becomes their greatest fears, building on the thing's antics. Oh, that's good. And it will cause them to shit themselves and run away. (laughs) Straight into number three, Jack Torrance. Powered by the spirits of the Overlook, the scared, frightened squad members will be dismembered with his axe. Also, Jack carries a boom box playing Jimmy Nail's crocodile shoes <laughs> at the official squad battles, hence the Toon Army. That's okay, amazing. Geordie Paul wins. He wins. He wins because he's given it way, obviously, a lot more thought than, yeah. than you did with your fucking house. Right, well, at least I fought outside the box. Jimmy fucking team name. Instead of picking three people the same. I have synergy. <laughs> Carry on. What you got? Um, we got on Twitter. So a lot of a lot of the responses from Twitter and social media have been um, more like you know brawls that they who would they'd like, like to see fight each like other, which fight is fine, them, which is cool. Um, so thanks. So uh, Fairy Faye we've got I'd love Supernatural Smackdown, Freddie Pennywise and Pinhead, as they can all mess with a with perception of reality. Plus all three. Know what scares you. Plus, one knows what's to turn you on. To that's that's got to be the Cenobite. Okay, right? What knows to turn you on? Freddy? Cenobite. The ce- Pin- what? When does he know? How does he know to turn you on? Isn't it like, all to do with your, like, I don't know. Mm. It's been a while since I watched Yeah, it's been a while since I watched Hellraiser. Okay, I've got um, Alley Cat Graphics. Oh, I love this one. Yeah, I would like to see an all-out brawl. Between the clans of little mon- the clan of little monsters known as critters, ghoulies, and gremlins, fuck me. Can you imagine that movie? That'd be yeah, amazing. All of them going at it. Well, Who would win out of that though? Take right? my money. I think I'm going for. Ooh, I'm going, I think I'm going for critters in that. Ghoulies need a leader, and if they haven't got a I leader, don't know. I think then the gremlins would be a good one as well. Yeah, they're they're duplicate. I think critters have got that. They're mm. one critter and it's taken out all of them. What when it makes a massive giant yeah. critter Okay, yes. Steve Simpson said he only needs two. Ooh. Jason Voorhees and Alien. And he's given us a nice little video of, uh, I don't know what it is, yeah. like some video game. Um, of an alien. Jason Strengths. And he basically said, my video is from Mortal Kombat. Jason Strength and Alien Acid. Mm. It's a good combo, I'm not going to lie. Um, Annie um, at Dalton's Art said, hmm... Pinhead, Pinhead versus Freddy Krueger because it would be freaky I agree Chucky versus Pennywise because it would be funny yeah and Leatherface versus Ghostface because face <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. and then she also says like, Bad Milo and Strike would just be chaos and I had to look up Bad Milo and he looks it looks fucking quality so thank you Annie that was quality what have you got dude I, I got a couple from Instagram uh, Leo from the Boo Crew has commented which is cool he said, the girl from Revenge against the brothers slash sister from The Last House on the left, Rose McGowan with a machine gun leg against Zombieland Zombies, and Nancy from A Nightmare on Hall Street against Evil Deadites. Fuck yeah. I mean, he's gone like for a, he's gone and for, that's another interesting thing. I really like that one. It's good. We, 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 what, what, like, putting characters in different movies. Mm. That's a fucking interesting conversation. It is really interesting. Ooh. Well, what are we doing for next time then? Hang on a minute. I've got, got, got one more. Sorry. Steve. Steve Newbold from Instagram 
has basically said, how about Darren and Rick from uh, Walking Dead versus Michael Myers and Ghostface? I can imagine that being the most savagely violent showdown ever. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I'd pay money for that. Uh, I'd put my money, all, my, all my money on uh, on Michael Myers just taking him apart. Oh, Rick, Rick, Rick will bite your cock off, mate. <laughs> or your throat out. Daryl's Dar- Dar- going to run out of arrows. Mm. So he's going to get fucked up. So all he's got is a, all he's got is his crossbow. Good, that was good fun. Right, what are we doing for next time? Okay, for our next um, something to scream about, as it's 20, 20 episodes, it's 28 episodes, and we've been going a year, we've got a little treat. Uh, we have got a special interview that I recorded last year at uh, London Film and Comic Con with Sean McDonald from The Descent. Ooh. so we're going to have a little chat about the movie and we'll run that uh, on the next episode like so, a nice treat for you yeah so you can hear all, all uh, Matt's one of Matt's first interviews mm. with Sean be kind <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good awesome awesome okay shall we move on our movie from the vault this week is Fright Night what would you do if you accidentally discovered the house next door was occupied by something not human? Something horrifying. Something unspeakably evil. No one believes you. Mom, I didn't have a nightmare. Not your mom. They did kill a girl over there. Not your girlfriend. Charlie, is this some sort of a trick to get me back? Not even the police. Look, I know it's crazy. I know that, but look, Lieutenant! It knows that you know. Fright Night. If you love being scared, this could be the night of your life. A teenager discovers that the newcomer in his neighborhood is a vampire. So he turns to an actor in television horror for help dealing with the undead. This is exactly what we talked about mm. a couple of episodes ago, saying we needed a vampire movie that is not gothic and it's just kind of like savage. Yeah. Uh, this gives us everything. This is like such a cool vampire movie. I completely forgot about this movie. Mm. I didn't remember anything. Oh, really? And it was almost like going in and watching it like for the first time. Yeah. I had a great time I mean, watching this. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't seen this for years, ever since I was a kid. Like, so I'd forgotten a lot of bits. It's really hazy what I remember, what I don't remember. Was it one of your favourites from a kid when you were a kid? Um, it wasn't uh, right up there. Um, I think I like I appreciated it more this time around because I think uh, it, it, in that time I was more obsessed with other films like Freddy, Jason. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. See, I've always loved vampires. Mm. All kinds of vampires. Yeah, Twilight. Yeah. All kinds of vampires. And... Cleary ones. Whatever they are. Buffy ones. I will literally take all vampires. <laughs> um, Interview of a vampire. It's a great movie. One of the best. Brad what we do in the shadows. Brilliant. Brilliant. But this one's got, I think, uh, a new special face in my heart. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it's not gothic. It's not like, um, 
it's it's got a little bit of hu- but like humor, like I suppose like the burbs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's got that sort of paranoia, but it's got some fucking great special effects. Mm. And the vampire's not like just he's not your normal vampire. Well, this is what I like. He's just uh, he's just a guy. This is kind of what I liked about this is that like they didn't need to ram it down your throat of what a vampire is and what he's scared of and what he does and we know all that already because we've seen loads of vampire movies so this kind of like done something I felt like done something a bit different and did it from the boy next door's perception of what's going on you know yeah like Disturbia and stuff like, like that yeah and like nobody, that. Know, nobody believes what he's saying kind mm. of thing I mean this movie's like from 1985 slap bang, slap bang in the middle slap bang in the middle and written directed by Tom Holland the great Tom Holland Spider-Man he's brilliant not that Tom Holland. Oh, okay. The guy who did Child's Play. <laughs> yes, I and, know who Tom Holland is, mate. You don't need to school me. And, but I have to mention this because I didn't know he did this one. The fucking Langoliers. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do. Fucking, yeah. if anyone hasn't watched the Langoliers, by, like Stephen King's, probably Stephen King's best work. Hmm. And the film's just amazing. Definitely recommend going and watch that. Um, you got like Roddy McDowell who plays Peter Vincent. Obviously, the dude who was like played Cornelius, yeah, Planet it's one of your you know his voice, yeah, yeah, one of your favorite movies, isn't it? I, I do like Planet Apes. Mm. Chris Sarandon, who plays Jerry, who mm. plays the vampire, very, very, uh, you know, typical. He's he's an attractive man, yeah, right. And did you fancy him? A little bit, yeah, L- yeah, a little bit, but <coughs> it's very eighties with it. He's just the pinnacle of eighties. Yeah. It's like if a vampire was in the 80s, this is what it'd be about. Oh, yeah, Forget about definitely. Lost Boys. Lost Boys is whoa, sort of... Whoa, 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 whoa. Lost Boys, Hang on. Lost Boys is your... Sort of, Hang on a minute. It's your sort of... Kid, Let's not go there, mate. It's your Goonies sort Let's of Let's not movie. go there, Twilight. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> team Jacob, whatever you are. This is your sort of like... Team Edward. That's, yeah, whatever. I know you're Team Edward. But, I don't know. It's like, what the Lost Boys is, is fucking great. Lost Boys is... T- like we, we love Lost Boys. Great soundtrack. And it's got that sort of like raw punk edge, the alternative like sort of um, uh, vampires. They're like, you know, edgy. They're sort yeah, of what you expect. It's one of the best vampire movies yeah. of all time. Yeah. But then what you expect from a vampire. Yeah. All right. And um, this is like. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. He's sort of play, hiding in plain sight. Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's in the middle of suburbia. Ordering prostitutes to his house <laughs> to murder. <laughs> to murder. It's the 80s, man. Yeah. Why not? Um, and you got oh, you got this great like lines in it and stuff like that, like welcome, like, well, what's, I can't even say, it. welcome to Fright Night, just like Peter Vincent on the t- on his like little TV show and stuff. Yeah, I love, I love, yeah, well, like the kid next door, um, which is what's his name? Is it Charlie next door? Uh, yeah, Charlie Brewster. Yeah, he played by William Ragsdale. He's obviously um obsessed with like this guy that presents horror movies and, and is in all the horror movies obviously he's called what's his name um, um Peter Vincent Peter Vincent obviously Vincent Price Peter Cushing yeah the play on words it's proper play, homage yeah um, I, I think they tried to get um, the original um, Christopher Lee yeah I think they tried to get Christopher Lee originally mm. it didn't work I don't I think he had uh, filming schedules or something like that um but yeah he's obviously obsessed with this character that's on a fictional character that's on tv um 
let's start at the beginning where he's in his bedroom with his girlfriend. Well, he's trying Obviously, to get busy. Trying to get busy. He's a fucking dweeb. Hmm. He's a proper dweeb, and he's he's getting, he's having a little bit of you know a bit of fun with his with his lady, the lovely Amy. Trying to get a bit of boobage, and um, she's being reluctant, but then she gives it up, and he's more interested. In, who has a who needs Whoa. a pair of binoculars? A teenager in the eighties, that was all the rage, mate. Peeping Toms were massive in eighty five. <laughs> yeah, but you couldn't go around the corner without a peeping tom. But why do you need binoculars? I bet you had some. I I had binoculars, <laughs> but that's because my dad's in the army. Yeah, that's what he told everyone. He? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's more interested in next door, like obviously. Are the houses that far away though that he needs a pair of binoculars? <laughs> yeah. It's a certain big st- houses in America. I don't understand, like what use the bi- the binoculars are. <laughs> Spying on people. Yeah, but how far away are the houses that he, he needs to see that fucking close? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's fucking weird, man. It's just all like movies. <laughs> Who has a pair of binoculars? I know, I just I thought it's weird. Well, so his little mate as well, called Evil. Well, you said that guy in the gate reminded me of, uh, reminded you of me. This guy, however, reminded me of you. Eat my shit. Evil Ed is you. No, why? He is. Why is he me? He's a bit weird. <laughs> is that what you got? <laughs> and he likes those weird movies. Everybody's got a friend like, no, I'm only joking. Basically, but this, his... Well, his friend, who's not really his friend, called Evil Ed. Everybody thinks he's a bit weird because he's, like, just a bit of an outcast. Um, it's a bit weird because uh, some people... I don't know about you, but I used to have a friend who's a bit like that. It's all always in a bit of the weird stuff, like weird videos and stuff like that. And it's just a bit strange. Oh, and it shit, just it might have been, been me. That <laughs> 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 I might have been, been that weird one. <laughs> yeah, it was you, wouldn't it? Strange video cassettes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Naked pictures on the wall. No? Okay. Yeah, okay, it was me. But it's fine. <laughs> I don't mind being evil Ed. That's 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 fine with me. Um anyway, let's get back to the movie. But I dunno, I just liked it a lot. I mean the the, the way it it just felt really, really cool. Do you, I'm gonna ask you a question. Do you think that, that film if it got made nowadays, like now, would it be the same storyline throughout? Well, funny you should say that. They don't even touch on that. They done one quite recently oh. with Colin Farrell. Quite recently, quite a while back. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely but it's shocking. In the last ten years, so that's kind of recently in my. It's head. a terrible movie. I haven't watched it. It's really bad. Don't bother. Don't waste it's, your time. It must, is it the same storyline? Don't waste your time. Is it the same storyline? I'm not even going to give it anymore. But is it the same storyline? Based loosely. So Colin Farrell's probably the vampire. Do you want me to go? I'm not going to talk about that film. But you just said that you if they made one today, and they've made one. Oh. You're not getting what I'm saying. If they made, beat for beat, a remake of this movie, do you think it would get made today? Yeah. No? How, how old is his girlfriend meant to be? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit dodgy. Yeah. Oh, so that bit in, you're talking about that bit in the disco when you sort of like... Oh, yeah, there's a bit... Yeah. There's a, finger in her in the fucking disco. There's two things. 
There's two things about he is. They, they run into this disco. Dancing. They he, run into this disco to try and get away from said vampire. And there's one scene I really, really like in there. It's when they're dancing uh, and they're in the mirror and you can't see him. And there's films that have ripped that. And I'm pretty sure Interview for a Vampire ripped that straight out of there. Because there's a scene where they're dancing and you can't see him in the mirror. Yeah, uh, okay. I love that scene. But then there's a weird ass scene where he starts touching her up and kind of give her this... Well, she of... suddenly becomes hot. Because mm. she's not hot. Not really. She's no. not really that hot. She's sort of like a bit... She's typical... Maybe for the 80s. Well, she's a typical 80s sort of girl. Um, I think that's the point. Is that yeah. when he's around, he kind of like makes them fall in love with him. And he brings out the sexiness. Yeah. Yeah. Naughtiness. Very naughtiness. She is 15. But like uh, Winona Ryder in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. She was quite young. Mm. They're all, they're all, they are. So what you're trying to tell me is pedo vampires around. Vampires are pervy. Yeah. I mean, look at Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She was getting like. Well, technically. Felt up by Angel when he was like 200 really, years and old. And they're really old, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Vampires are re- Just because they're young. Yeah. You know, they don't age. Doesn't mean it's wrong <laughs> for a two hundred year old to go out with a fifteen year old. Mm. I still think it's quite wrong. It is right. So anyway, then I might be a lesson to you, all those vampires out there. Pick someone around your age <laughs> to bite. Anyway, okay. So what did you really like about this movie? Tell me. I, oh God, I just, what was your favourite part? The werewolf bit. Yeah, that's by that's a fucking long shot. Phenomenous that part. It's, it's really clever. It's immense. It's disturb. It's fucking epically disturbing. Mm. The the what? It's so well done. I mean, there's some fucking dodgy special effects, but they look brilliant. And it's timeless. Like the little creepy dog just go. You can tell it's like animatronics. Mm. It's but it's it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. And but that whole scene where he's just like crying. Transformation. Ages. Yeah. The transformation. The backward transformation yeah. as well. It's not like transforming in, it's transforming from. You don't see that he is the wolf. You only suspect that he's turned. Mm. And when he turns back into the like a 15-year-old boy and Peter Vincent's realised he's fucking killed him, mm. why does he turn into a wolf, though? I don't know. Because I thought he was a vampire. Because he got... Because if you get he bit... He got bit, yeah. You don't turn... Evil it was... Yeah. So when you're a vampire... There yeah. are rules, I think, somewhere in like mythology that not all people get bite because they has this like vampires do have an, like that odd relationship with werewolves mm. in sort of mythology. Sometimes in they take that to be they're all, they are subservient, mm. and there's obviously underworld who do that whole battle, the lichens and all that sort of crap. Mm. But like, yeah, I guess. But I don't know how he would have turned him into a vampire. I never. I don't think I've ever seen another film apart from this one where the vampire has created the werewolf. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. It's like, I suppose they've created their own kind of thing. It is pretty cool. I like the idea. Hmm. It's bollocks, but I like the idea. Because <laughs> if that's the only film that does it, it kind of goes against every other bit of mythology. Hmm. Not bothered. Because no. it was great. And that scene backwards transformation is fucking yeah, ace. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And Mr. Evans, if you're listening, you need to go and watch this Fright Night because I know how much you like werewolves. So you will bloody love this little bit. Um, it's But yeah, so that's my favourite 
part of the movie. Oh, there's some... It's like, just... Yeah. It's very well done. Melty bit. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? So on the stairs... It's Halper kind of little, guy. another subservant. Yeah. Who I get... Is he a vampire? Or is he a werewolf? Or is he, What is he? I don't know, really. Don't know what he is. Yeah. He's, he's just kind of like... He's the one who can't take a... a cross in the face. If a cross comes at him, then mm. he can just get in there and slap him. Yeah. Down the stairs. Yeah. Boom! And knock him out in one punch. So I don't know what the fuck he is, but he's great. And then he does get melty. Yeah. And that seems pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Gory. Yeah. The level of gore in it is fantastic. Yeah, it's quite cool. Yeah. And there's some boobies throughout. It's an eighties movie, so there's some boobies in it. Yeah, there is. There he is. gets to see some boobies with his binoculars. There you go. You, you, that's why he's got the binoculars. However, that his house next door is like you know he didn't two need, foot away. Two foot away, so he didn't really need the binoculars. <laughs> In fact, it take as a pervin expert <laughs> on pervin sticking a pair of binoculars on your face will probably bring more <laughs> attention to you and will take you more time to explain it than just a brief look. If you stood there... You really have. (laughs) If you stood there with a pair of binoculars on your face, it's harder to explain. What about night vision goggles? Well, I haven't ever... (laughs) I bet you got some of those, ain't you? Can't comment on that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, But yeah, the showdown's pretty cool. I have to talk about there's a little bit about what's your favourite bit my favourite bit yeah what's your favourite bit well yeah it has to be the transformation part because I think that's that's brilliant stuff um I quite like it's a bit different but the interaction between uh Roddy McDowell that plays Peter Vincent and the kid Charlie I I think the interaction between them two is really cool it's like Peter Vincent Roddy McDowell is a fantastic actor and he just brings that character to life and I liked that thing about the kid actually thought he was a real vampire hunter when he's nothing but a fraud and an actor, a washed up actor and stuff. I really like that kind of idea of it. Um, and I like the fact that it's like the kid next door is like the boy who cried wolf. No one really believes him. And, and he's just trying to find it. Even he tries to cops and the cops don't even believe him. Uh, uh, and yeah, you're right, it had that burbs feel about it, you know, boy next door, kind of living in the suburbs, kind of feel to it. It's just I, I, it's just that sort of film that's 80s all over. Yeah. And that always pulls on my heartstrings. Yeah, and, it's got like the 80s written like yeah. all over it, which is just wonderful to see. Yeah. And I think it falls in there in that sort of classic 80s horror movie thing. Fright Night is, I think, synonymous with the 80s. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think it's one of the. I think it's one of the. It must be one of the most popular ones. Hmm. Uh, not popular ones, but probably ones that you remember. Ones that you remember. Yeah, I oh, suppose definitely. it's a cult uh, movie. It's a cult yeah, movie. definitely a cult movie, and it's just it's it's timeless because of the use of practical effects. None of this bollocks of like you know superimposed CGI or hmm. weird shit from the stuff or the gate or anything like that. Um, <laughs> Just good old special effects. Um, fucking great. I think one of my favourite lines from the movie is uh, literally, I think it's said by, I can't think of it, it's said by Ed, because Ed's that sort of character again. He's, he's quite crazy, isn't he? Like in Night of the Creeps, you know, that sort of like uh, hyperactive. Yeah. Night. 
and he says, "Where are you going, pencil dick?" I love that. It's another. It's, it's a classic. <laughs> 80s slur. Yeah, no one says pencil dick. No one says pencil dick. We should bring it back. I really want it. Pencil dick. Yeah, you fucking pencil dick. (laughs) I just think that's brilliant. Like, it reminds me of, it just reminds me of the 80s. It's a fucking classic 80s movie. I can't, like, say that enough. Mm. Um, And I think it's, like, it's not the best vampire movie. I mean, you put it up on the shelf in, in terms of, like, Lost Boys. And put it up against Bram Stoker's Dracula, Twilight, um, Interview of a Vampire. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know where it fits in the Pantheon, but it's fucking up there for me. I think it, the good thing is, I think it stands on its own and it's a bit different to all the rest. Um, and it's just got. It is fucking unique. And it's slap bang in the middle of the 1980s and it's just, it's just brilliant. I love it. Absolutely love it. Should yeah. we rate this bad boy? Let's rate it and then you're going to give me some. You got some Matt's facts? I have. Sweet. Right, well, I'm going to give it eight breaths out of ten. I'll review that. Eight. Definitely bang on eight breaths. Yeah? But yeah. Absolutely. Eight breaths out of ten. Eight breaths out of ten. So nice. ready for some Matt's facts? Let's do it. Okay. Wow. Now, you might have noticed throughout the film that Chris Sarandon, the vampire, was eating apples a lot. You notice that? I did. It's quite a clever little thing. He, he he did his research and he was like, he he wanted to be a descendant of a, a fruit bat, so that's why he was always eating fruit throughout the movie. No so fucking had, way. So he's like saying that he had like bat DNA, so he's fruit bat, which is quite funny. I it's thought. a fucking weird part of the myth. That's not part of myth, because obviously vampires turn into bats, mm. you know, and oh, okay. But anyway, um, Roddy McDowell, obviously he plays Peter Vincent, uh, when he was on set, he videoed loads of behind the scenes with a video camera, absolutely hours and hours of it. That footage is, is basically disappeared and gone. No one knows where it is. So I thought it was really sad because it would have been really nice to see all that footage. We could have had a whole doc on that. Yeah. That sucks. Good. It's really weird though that nobody knows where it's gone. Sad. Maybe they'll find it one day in a dusty vault. That'd be cool. This was the first vampire movie to spend over $1 million. That doesn't seem a lot. No, but it's the first one. Well, this is 1985. Mm-hmm. So Lost Boys was after. What came before? Just a lot of like Christopher Lee it's vampire probably, movies. Yeah, a lot of like those sort of vampire movies. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. think of any vampire movies from... Apart from, I no, that's a good point. One of yeah. the early ones, after the like sixty sort of monster movies. Yeah. Do you reckon you got anything like that? Do you reckon this moved on the genre then? Maybe, possibly. Mm. I mean, it definitely got bums on seats. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that it basically made a new breed and kind of like got people more interested into those kind of movies. I reckon. Because before this, it would have been a lot of it would have been like, um the classic sort of like not Nosferatu but after you had that you had that sort of yes the want to zog your blood you know that sort of thing yeah oh do you know what I need to do a bit of research I think Mm. before the next part I want to have a look and see if there's any vampire movies between like 1970 and 1985 what they were like yeah interesting so there was talk of a follow-up movie being made by Tom Holland and his premise sounded pretty cool it was like basically it was um, Charlie coming back as an older 
kind of parent with his two kids, but he's divorced and his kids start seeing kind of things going on next door. And it was going to involve Evil Ed, because obviously at the end of the movie you hear Ed's laugh at the end. <laughs> yeah. Which was quite interesting. So, this one you'll want to listen to. I know you'll like this fact. So, obviously, his girlfriend, um, his girlfriend is in a really awkward kind of like scene in the vampire's house where she has to get her top off. Uh, played by the actress Amanda Burse. Yeah. Um, she was a bit embarrassed to get her basically teeth out. So she asked to have some duct tape put over her tits. And I put here, duct tape titties. <laughs> I mean, it's something that they've, they they use now. Mm. I mean, yeah. Tit tape, yeah. Tit tape. Why not? I mean, she was pretty young when it was filmed, which is quite weird, I suppose, in the first place. Very weird. Um, this movie was the most fan, the most financially successful horror movie of 1985 summer season, and it's the second highest grossing movie of 1985, just behind. Can you have a guess? 1985 Gremlins. No. No. It was Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two: Freddy's Revenge. Oh god, that part of shit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Wow. Well, it was fresh. That's up. tough talk. Oof. The second one we've talked about this is fucking Oof. bullshit. We haven't really gone into it, but okay. for a later day, my friend. Okay. So if you look in Peter Vincent's apartment in the background, which is pretty cool, you can see a life mask from the Planet of the Apes, which is really cool. That's fucking cool. Um, Charlie Sheen auditioned for the role of Charlie Brewster, which would have been a different movie. Yeah. That- yeah, that would have been completely different. How old would he would have been there? He would have been the same like, age. That would have been around Platoon sort mm. of time, no? Maybe. Platoon a bit later. But yeah, they but they felt like they wanted a boy next door more. Charlie Sheen was a bit bit rough around the edges, I think. He's a right dork. So, the Evil Ed transformation. The makeup took 18 hours, some of that makeup, to do. Which uh, was interesting. And the last little fact, there's loads of other facts, but the last little fact I've got is in 2012 at Comic-Con, Amanda Burse took some fake boobs that she had put in for the role and anybody that came up and got a signature got to feel her fake boobs, which was random. Why did she have fake boobs? I don't know. They wanted her her boobs to look bigger or something. (laughs) It was 80s, mate. It was weird times. That's weird. Strange really time. Good facts there, dude. Mm. That was fun. I liked. I that was a that was a really really. I I didn't expect to. I didn't expect to like that. Um, I didn't expect you to like it. To be honest. No, I, I. But I I love vampire movies. I just didn't. For some reason, I I in my head I remembered it was being, a crap. I did remember in my head it was crap. I don't remember like, it being any good. Mm. But I loved it. So yeah, I'm happy that you uh you picked that. It was a great one for the. Uh, year anniversary cool so what have you got for me right well so I, good to me. it's been my birthday mm-hmm. so i've had quite a few blu-rays um past my lovely fingers <laughs> <laughs> in the last week okay so i'm gonna pick none of them ah. <laughs> so um i want to pick a film that i haven't seen before i believe i haven't seen before right but i've been meaning to see it for a long long time and i think you have seen it mm. 
So I'm sorry, but um, it's uh, Basket Case. Ah, oh, splendid. Have I seen Basket Case? Yeah. Of course I've seen Basket Why Case. Why haven't I seen it then? You've never seen Basket Case? I don't think case. I've seen Basket Case. Oh my God. I remember the, I remember the VHS mm. on the shelf for like when I was a kid. Oh, mate. Like obsessed with it. And I'm like, why didn't I get around to ever picking that one up? Oh, great. That's cool. I'm, I'm, so, I'm excited for that because I'm looking forward to it. I want to know what you think about this one. Yeah, so that's another little classic 80s. Awesome. Movie. Yeah, excited for that one. Um, so I guess uh, we got next episode is going to be Brightburn for our main review. Something to scream about. It's going to be our special. Yeah, our, spe- our, our Descent special. And then I've just picked out the vault. Basket case. Yeah. Thanks to all our breathers out there listening to uh, Draw One Last Breath for a whole year. I guess there's only one thing, one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath pod at hotmail.com